Good evening and welcome to For Your Amusement, the podcast where we discuss all of the latest in uh, amusement parks, all for your amusement with everything around the country. So I'm here with my friends Nick and Nolan. Guys, welcome. Thank you. Yo, yo, yo. All right, so it kind of, there's been a lot of juicy goodness going on in theme parks, especially with the new Velocicoaster that just came out. But we have something related to theme parks, but on a tangent. So Kyle, Kyle lives in New York City, and they just recently opened the Harry Potter store within New York City. And this weekend, Kyle went for the first time, and I'm very curious to know, I have a couple questions, but I want you to do an overview of your experience first. Sure. So, um, as you guys know, and the listeners might not, I am a huge Harry Potter fan, um, and that is a um, probably my favorite part of Universal. Um, so, what this was, was it's a huge, um, it's supposed to be like the largest store of Harry Potter merchandise in the world. Um, and so it's a two-floor store in the middle of New York City, um, and it sells all different Harry Potter stuff. Um, so from, like, you know, from candy to um, robes and wands to butterbeer, everything. Um, so it's a much more complicated process than you would think. So the first thing is you have to get <laughs> you have to go get a code um, to get in. Like, not in, anyone can just walk in. So from... On the day you want to go, you have to go between 7 a.m. and 11.30 a.m. and get on and essentially scan um, like a ticket and then you get a place in line. And so when I got there, which was at 9.30, um, we had 660 parties ahead of us. Whoa. <laughs> so, Holy yeah. shit. But to their credit, it moved quickly. Um, we ended up going in about three and the best part is that, like, they, they'll text you when you're ready um, and you have an hour to get into the store. So, essentially, you can just walk around. You can go home, do whatever. You don't have to wait there, which is probably the best part. And that's what I mean. That's what I think the future of theme parks should be. Like, you should be able to just, you know, sign in on, like, a you know, on a ride and then go ride something else while you're waiting. Like, that would be – I think that would be really cool. I think, I think the uh... – Virtual line is kind of like a, uh, uh, I don't know if it's like the baby stages of that, but I agree. I think they're yeah. working towards it. Yeah, so that would be really cool. Um, and so, yeah, so what happened was we got in, and so it's it's the first floor is, like, it's really big, and they sell everything, like, all the clothes. And so, like, you know, um, um, from T-shirts to sweatshirts you know, robes, everything like that. And so that's a, a huge chunk of the first floor. And they have everything broken out by, like, theme. And so, like, every room has a theme. Like, one of them was, like, the, uh, you know, in, uh, Enchanted, you know, Forbidden Forest. Um, you know, one was, like, Gryffindor, you know, Slytherin, things like that. And so, you know, all merchandise relating to that. And, you know, they had, like, a you know, things uh, on the wall, you know, paintings, art, whatever. And so that was really cool. Um, and then you go downstairs and they have like a ton of like, um, collectibles. And so, you know, things like wands and, um, uh, you know, pins and they even had like jewelry, like, you know, time turners and things like that. And so they, they had a ton of really cool stuff. Um, and, 
and also they had um, a huge candy room. It's like, you know, at Universal, um, you know, like there's that big candy store. Um, so they sell everything from chocolate frogs to, you know, um, chocolate wands, things like that. Um, what was really cool that they didn't have in, um, in Universal that they had here was they had butterbeer in um, uh, like um, plastic glass bottles. Yeah. Oh, plastic. Okay. And so, like, you can literally, yes, yeah, so, like, you can literally just, you know, buy, like, a six-pack of, like, Butterbeer, which was really cool, because I have never seen that before. Have you guys ever seen that? I haven't. <laughs> so <A> six-pack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like, I got a Butterbeer, you know, take home with me. And then they also have a Butterbeer bar, which, like, you know, which is literally, like, um, almost the exact same Butterbeer as in Orlando or, you know, any, anywhere in Universal. Um, the only thing it, it did, I, I liked it a little better because it was a little sweeter. Like they evened out, like, you know, like how the top portion, you know, like the foam is like, it's not evenly really distributed and you mm-hmm. can't really, so like, I felt like I kind of taste that like in every taste. So that mm. was, I think they did a good job with that. So they only have a, uh, soda or like traditional drink option. They don't have a frozen, right? They don't have a frozen, no, but they do have, like, other, like, snacks. Like, they had, like, uh, chocolate wands, um, like, cookies that look like sorting hats, like, things like that that you could buy, too, which is really cool. Um, so, yeah, so that was that was the, um, the main thing. Um, I guess before I let, you know, before I ask you guys what questions you have, um, I'll just say it was a really cool experience, um, and there's two... Um, virtual reality rides that are coming but they're not open yet one of them is it's like you're on a um on a broomstick which is what we you know we've talked about we would want to see in universal um and then the second is apparently dobby is taking you on a tour of hogwarts (laughs) oh that's cool um so yeah it was it was great um it wasn't it didn't have nearly as much um merchandise as universal had I mean, obviously, Universal has more room, but, like, I was a little disappointed with, like, how much merchandise they had. I didn't think they had as much compared to Universal. So, bringing it back to the obvious comparison, if did you see anything repeat from what you've seen in the theme parks? Or was it, were they two separate... Uh, uh, like merchandise groupings, like different well, shirts, or do you see the same thing? Well, I mean, it's it's kind of like half and half because, like, you definitely saw, like, you know, that all the candy was the same, you know, chocolate frogs, um, you know, um, the little um, birdie bots, every flavor beans, you know, those. Um, a lot of the T-shirts were the same. Like, they sold, you know, the Gryffindor shirts and the Slytherin shirts and Quidditch shirts, all those. Um, but they definitely had some new items. Like they had um, posters that I got a poster that was really cool that um, has like you know the uh, um, when they put posters up of Harry as the undesirable number one. Like I yeah. got a really cool poster like that. Um, they had their own merchandise for the store, like you know Harry Potter store in New York. Um, like I got a T-shirt of that. That was cool. They had like puzzles and things like that. Um, that was you know a little different mugs and stuff or different mugs. Oh, so, and, oh, oh so, sorry, Nick, before I forget, the wand collection also was a lot broader, at least from what I 
what I remember in Universal. Like, they had ones for, like, every house and, like, all these new characters and, like, characters from, like, the prequels and, you know, um, Cursed Child, um, things like that. I watched the video of the walkthrough, and the most impressive thing to me was the wand selection. It was like going into a library and just seeing all the books, but it's just wands. It was yeah, honestly nuts. But the question that I have is about pricing. So obviously you expect overpriced merchandise in a theme park. Unfortunately, we have to accept that. But is it cheaper, about the same? Uh, how would we compare like like a wand, for instance? The wands, I think they were 40 Okay. Is that that's similar? Or is that, I think it's less expensive than Universal, right? I believe it is because I know it's seventy five for the interactive. I don't know how much the non interactives are. Fifty. 50. Yeah, I think it's fifty. So it was a little cheaper. And actually, that's I, I found that for all the products, like it was definitely cheaper than they were, you know, at Universal. Um, like, like for instance, or like a, a t shirt was like thirty dollars, which is oh, not. That's... Yeah. That's it's, not that expensive considering it's between like forty and fifty dollars for a t shirt at Universal, so Right. Like the only thing that I found was really expensive was um my friend got a a sweatshirt that was sixty five. Okay. That was a little expensive, but other than that, it was pretty cheap. Like they the prices I was surprised. I thought it'd be it cost me a lot more and it didn't. So would you have a need to go back or is it kinda like a one and done thing? No, I definitely have um, a desire to go back. Um, okay. I mean, for one thing, I mean, there's definitely other stuff that you can buy. Um, I mean, you know, obviously you're not going to get something, you know, probably not going to get something every time. But, like, something that I would do is go back, like, for butterbeer. Mm. <laughs> you know, whether I get, like, the bottles or, you know, I would definitely get the one, you know, at the bar. Like, you know, kind of like the same thing you get in Universal. Like, that's that's something that I feel like adds to the... the um, the re, uh, like what's the, like it, it wouldn't be rewritability, but es- essentially that, you know, okay. going again. Yeah. Right, right, right. Gotcha. So, so, like, that, I think that's a huge thing because they give you, like, these cool cups afterwards, and I, I, I really like that experience. The one thing that I saw that I think Universal should put somewhere in the parks is they have that little washing station for your cups. Yes, so that was really sticky. cool. Yeah, that is you, neat. You just put it, literally, you just turn your cup over. And you put it on, it's like this like rotating thing, and it cleans it within like two seconds. They use that those in awesome. bars a lot for beer glasses and stuff to clean them quickly. So it's pretty nice that they did that because if you're going to walk around New York City, you can just put it in your bag that you yeah. bought all your other merchandise and don't have to worry about it. It's pretty pretty smart on their part. Yeah, and now, another another thing like that, like in terms of like going back, like it's just it was nice to like be in like that atmosphere. Like, because, you know, they had music playing and everything like that. And it's kind of similar to, like, walking around, you know, at Hogsmeade or Diagon Alley. Right. Now, last question, unless Nolan's got something. Are the wands the same manufacturer as Universal, or are they this, some different company? I don't I don't know if it's – Okay. The, I would assume it's the same because the wands were all the same as I've previously seen. Okay. That makes so sense. like like Harry's wand looks exactly the same. Like Bellatrix's wand is very unique. Like that looks exactly the same. Okay. All right, Nolan, you got anything? Uh, I guess the only question I have is, um, how does it compare to? I know you said with like the the frogs and food and stuff, but like atmosphere, like 
how close identically or how much do you feel like you're actually at universal because you've been there like a decent amount so you can vouch for it yeah i mean it's not nearly as immersive like harry potter like you know you feel like you're there like the the structures look the same like they did a pretty good job like on the inside with like some some of the walls but like you don't you never like think that you're there you know, like like that. It's it's so much less immersive. That's what I would say. Gotcha. gotcha. You feel like you're walking around a store, whereas like Diagon Alley, you never feel that way. Gotcha. You know, it is pretty cool. Like you said, like obviously there's nothing up there that really could replicate it. So obviously having that and being able to get buttered beer and just going whenever you kind of feel like is better for you rather than having the wait than yeah go to orlando and what right so. exactly and that's like a huge thing and now we also just uh we have a, a margaritaville opening in times square so oh i feel like God. orlando is coming to me <laughs> <laughs> disney new york yeah 2085 <laughs> that would be cool <laughs> um so uh i think we have something um, on the history uh, side of things, Nolan, I think you have something. Yeah, yeah. So before we get there, Kyle jumped the gun a little bit. So before we get there, sure. I just had uh, something to talk about um, regarding rumors and whatnot uh, regarding Universal. And it's kind of funny that you mentioned the uh, interactive or uh, what's it called? Um, um, virtual reality. Virtual, yeah. Virtual reality little shindig they got going on. So um, there's been a couple little things that have been brought up. Um, the fir- you'll, both, you'll like both of them. But the first one is um, regarding the Shrek area slash ride. Um, supposedly, there's two different ideas being thrown around. Um, one, both being on Despicable Me. Um, do you know, I think it's the second one, Kyle, you would know, where they're at, like, this, uh, convention or something like that, with, like, the, uh, villains or something? Um, I think it's the second one. I think that's the second one. Yeah, so, pretty much, um, the two ideas that they have are pretty much similar, but one involves, um a trackless ride and the other one is just kind of like a walkthrough sort of thing. Kind of like, how do I describe it? Like, um, like in Epcot where they have all those different things where you walk around and it's kind of like interactive and whatnot. So pretty much they would have like different kind of stands regarding like the, the villains. Um, and, uh, that's how the, how the movie was. So it's either obviously in a trackless ride system or it would be like a walkthrough and they both be involving like the different stations and kind of stuff like that. Where, where in Epcot is that? I can't remember that. Uh, Epcot, Nick, you know what I'm talking about? Um, it's like, it's a, the, is it the expo or I forget the name of it. Oh, you're talking about Interventions. I yeah, think they, yeah, they yeah. shut that down. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it was Interventions. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's it because I remember it. Yeah, so I so I'm not sure if you were there before, Kyle, but it was pretty cool. They had like a bunch of different interactive things, kind of. Oh and wow! And 
uh, it, it was really cool. I think they had two different versions of it. If not yeah, mistaken. it was like a showcase for technology. They had like interactive games, and I remember when the Segway came out, you could ride the Segway. <laughs> My mom did that; she almost fell. <laughs> um, but so, it, are, is what you're saying going to be a picture, like a photo opportunity, or is it going to be like walk through with like interactive lights and I, this? I, or it's what? it's going to be. I mean, there's not a lot of details right now, okay. but um, pretty much if you've been to what Nick, you said Interventions, you said? Yeah, Interventions. I think yeah. it's very similar to that, honestly. That's like what I kind of based it on and okay. kind of just like with different villains. I think they had like different uh, guns, like, uh, like an interactive thing. Um, there was like, it's kind of like if you've seen the second one, I believe, um, there's like different experiments they try out and different kind of um cool gadgets i would say so kind of think of it like that if i had to explain it if you haven't seen it um i was actually watching a little bit of it this weekend i had never seen it before i didn't finish it so now i kind of want to see it to see yeah i'm pretty sure it's i'm pretty sure it's the second one i mean i don't think it wasn't the first i don't remember that yeah at all no it definitely wasn't the first yeah, so that's the first thing. Um, obviously, another thing that was thrown around was the uh, Life of Pets ride. Um, there's talks with that being a possibility for that area. Um, obviously, too, with the uh, the kids zone, with the DreamWorks uh, side, they might put it there. But uh, like we talked about um, with uh, DreamWorks and whatnot, um, they're probably just going to leave it for the new park, probably. So that's probably not the uh the thing that they're gonna shoot for but so what i was alluding to before was uh what kyle was saying um so you guys obviously know the uh fear factor portion of the, the park that's no more um it was a really cool experience if you never went to see it um a little bit repetitive but always a fun thing to do but uh obviously Nolan, now... you were a participant in it. Well. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say yeah, one of these not... <laughs> episodes. I want you to talk about seriously. You want to? You got to talk about that experience because that's. Uh, yeah, I can. I once. Uh, let me think of a, a good time. But um, when we have time to do it, I'll definitely talk about it. But it's def. I wish I could tell you to do it, but uh, not as <laughs> yeah. close. But. But uh, if you could go back in time, I definitely recommend doing it because it was one of the coolest things ever. Obviously, because uh, watching it is one thing, but actually doing it was like a whole different like ball game. Um. So anyway, so that little ride slash show area is, is pretty big. Um. They right now they're using it for like a rest zone, rest area, COVID. Um. And now obviously COVID isn't that much of a factor in the parks, so it's pretty much just like a empty space. What not? So, um, rumor has it that um, they're not going to transform it into another land extension kind of whatever. The thing that they're trying to do is um, with the Harry Potter section uh, that they have in Diagon Alley, they're going to transform it into an extension of that and make it into a new ride regarding the Harry Potter um virtual reality with the broomsticks which is what oh, kyle really? was talking wow. about um i'm not sure if we talked about this in the earlier podcast episode but uh that was one of the rumors that they had with um the new park so i'm not sure how that kind of uh, 
kind of combines with their plans because if they take that out, I mean, I'm kind of curious to see what they would put in replace of the new park one. And two, I want to know your guys' thoughts of the rumor of putting this where it's at. Well, first of all, you know how rumors go. It's like playing telephone as a kid. You start <laughs> off with happy birthday, and then somebody gets the day of the week at the end. It's just never the same <laughs> as it starts with. So um, I would be a little wary on these rumors to begin with. First, I, I don't like the whole virtual reality thing. I think it's a cop-out and just a cheap way of doing something because the idea of Quidditch could be far better than just virtual reality. I think it deserves a better platform. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I'd be really excited about it. Um, just because, like, obviously, like Nick said, it could be better. But, you know, having that experience would be awesome. And, like, we've been waiting for, like, a ride about Quidditch for a long time. Like, like no, I guess, Nolan, when you say virtual reality, is it more like what they have now with, like, let's say, um, for Avatar? Uh, ver- Avatar? Okay, oh, okay. So, okay, so they have... It- it wouldn't be necessarily like something you're thinking of now. Um, it's pretty much a really cool new technology where um, it's brand new. It hasn't been in a park. Um, it's pretty much if you kind of put on a VR system and with like a whole um, handset, all of that. And also you're in a moving vehicle at the same time, or in this case, a broomstick. Um, and, you somehow are either playing a game or you're involved some way where you're actually affecting how the outcome of the ride is in a sense. Mm. Ooh, that'd be really cool. That's like the, uh, like the new Spider-Man ride almost, right? Yeah. 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 So it's, it's very interesting, I think. And I know we talked about this last episode where I was like, uh, universal has to come up with something to kind of, bring to the the ball game because if they don't really do anything they're kind of looking like a sore thumb out there so um i'm just interested to see kind of how this all plays out because if they don't if they decide to do that i'm interested to see what they do in the new park with uh supposedly the ministry of magic section Mm -hmm. because uh i don't know what you can really put there you know so yeah i mean i guess you know, they'll probably lean, I don't know if they'll lean on the prequels or if that prequel will have, like, you know, prequels will have, like, their own part, like, little section. Um, but there, there's so many things, like, there's, a, the, like, the Whomping Willow and, you know, a ton of stuff that they've done. Hippogriffs, I mean, you know, they could do a real hippogriff thing. I mean, there's a, there's a ton of stuff they could do. Yeah, and it, I mean, Harry Potter, they always really uh, knock it out of the park, so... I'm curious to see kind of what they they do with that. So, um, moving on to the uh, history portion of the show. Um, so, I have two things regarding uh, today, um, both of them being Disney related. Um, the first one is a movie slash ride that is in Disney. Uh, any guesses? That came out today. Wait, what? Oh, that came out today. Okay. Yeah. Wait, a uh, movie that came the, out today? The movie, the, yeah, the movie came out and they also have a ride. Or it also they has a ride. They also have a it's ride. A, it's a, a, it's a not movie. there. <laughs> it's a what? 
What'd you say, Nolan? It's a it, not they. <laughs> is it, it not they? <laughs> uh, it, not um, is it in? Would it give it away if you said the park that it's in? Uh, I'll I'll state the park in like a minute. If you is guys it in don't. Florida and California? Uh, no. So it's it's just in Florida. Between the two, yeah. Uh. Is it ride? But it's a movie, and it's, so the the movie came out today, or the ride? The, the movie today. The movie came out today. So the movie that, came that out thirteen, fourteen years ago. Fourteen years ago, and it's a summer blockbuster. It was a banger. Everybody saw it. The movie was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I'm so confused. Uh, the movie came out fourteen years ago, or the ride came out fourteen? The, the movie. movie. The movie. Oh, I think it's so, out today. So no, 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 no. The movie came out today, fourteen years ago. So on June twenty ninth, oh. fourteen years ago. So the Nolan, the uh, ride came first, or the movie came first? The movie. The movie. Oh shoot. Uh, hmm. I know. I think yeah. I know it. I'll let me guess. Go ahead. No, go ahead. If you know Haunted it, Mansion. No. No, that was a good guess, though. Oof. No, because the the movie came out. You said the movie came out first, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the movie came first. Okay. Uh, that would um. make it definitely the. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can I can give a hint. Yeah, I'm uh, stuck on Magic Kingdom, man. Is it in the Magic Kingdom? Nah, no, it's not Magic Kingdom. All right, all right. This helps. This helps. This helps. This helps. Doesn't <laughs> help. Uh, that would make the ride Frozen. No. No, that wouldn't be fourteen years. Uh, you're you're close though. That would make the ride, <laughs> the Mexico Pavilion, <laughs> um, the land, Finding Nemo. I got it. No, no. Uh, <laughs> that's got to be now. Two thousand seven. So when, Lucky Man, two thousand seven. Uh, Think of a uh, uh, cheese. <laughs> oh, Ratatouille. Yeah. So there uh, is no ride. The ride's not out. Well, the ride's in Paris. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it's in uh, Epcot. It yeah, was a but tricky, it ain't open. It's a, it was a, it's a tricky... What, what it's kind a tricky. of bullshit? I got bamboozled. <laughs> I want my money back. Uh, this guy. Was, yeah. <laughs> hey, what was I supposed to say? It's not open yet? And then you yes! Nah, <laughs> nah, so yeah, so that opened, uh, opened. That came out 14 years ago. Kind of dope. Kind of wild to think about. And uh, supposedly it's a really cool ride. Obviously, having friends, like Nick was saying... And uh, it's supposed to open soon, right? Um, it was, I think it was – wasn't it supposed to open like a couple months ago? But COVID shut that down. Let me see. Well, the ride is really cool. I mean the ride – at least what it, it looks like. It opens October. Oh, so it got pushed. All right. Because right, the ride – I think I saw you know, um, like a little video of it. And they, yeah. they kind of like make – they kind of make everything huge to make you feel like you're the size of a mouse. Like, right? Yeah, no, it definitely looked really cool, though. I agree with that. So, uh, the second thing, uh, a, uh, this is not a trick question, I promise. Yeah, a, bullshit. A land opened at Disney. Um, uh, the year was, no, nah, three years ago. That would be at Disney? Wait, you said Disneyland? Uh, I think just Disney. Fantasyland. Not Fantasyland. The, 
What's the land? No, that wouldn't make any sense. Is that too recent? The one cars? with uh, Mermaid, Little Mermaid. Not Cars, nope. Uh, land, land. Oh, well, uh, Avatar. Time. Nope. Uh, <laughs> that would make it definitely the... It's a land. A oh, land. Star Wars. Oh, nope. Yeah. Galaxy <laughs> No? Wait, when did that open? What the fuck? I okay. think it was, was 2019. That? Toy Story. Yep, yep, yep. Ah, nice. Yes, yeah, so that opened three years ago. Um, actually, it's kind of wild to think about too. Infinity. I'm <laughs> uh, I I never been there, so I can't really vouch for it. But uh, based off what I see, I think it looks pretty cool. It is um, cool. Definitely yeah, cool. I was only I only been to uh, what's it called, Toy Story Mania, and like what they had before that. Um, so uh, there's there's a lot of praise behind it, and uh. Hopefully, uh, the next land that they open at that park is is worth it because uh, they've been on a nice streak there. So, yeah, that's it. Um, now to our question portion of the week. Uh, I know Nick's got one that yeah, he's been we got having questions. in the cellar for for a couple of weeks. We got questions. It depends if you got answers. All right. So look, <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna try. How do I summarize this as quickly as I can? So. In theme parks in general, lands are becoming more popular than they've ever been, right? Yeah. So they bank on big franchises like Avatar or Star Wars or uh, what did we just mention? Uh, Toy Story, whatever it is, right? So if you're at home, you can experience that world. You can experience Star Wars from your TV. Then you go to the theme park, you can experience the land, and then you can go on the ride and experience it in full immersion. My question is, do you think that the whole land uh, idea is taken too far and there's almost no escape from these big brands? Like there's no originality anymore. All they do is bank off the success of big franchises. Do you like the land direction or do you like original content and taking risks? Which would you prefer if you guys were creating your own theme park? Nolan, you can go first. Um, so actually I was, it's kind of funny you mentioned that it's, I was, um, <laughs> oh, bless bless you. You. <laughs> I was, uh, seeing, or seeing, so I was watching something regarding, um, Halloween Horror Nights recently and uh, what they were talking about was kind of how they had a bunch of original stuff, obviously, at first. And around, I forget the exact year, I think it was like 20, 2010, 20, 20, 2009, something like that, whatever. They decided to put uh, IPs and whatnot. And then um, I was thinking about, um, I think, a year that me and Nick went to, which regarded, uh, I think it was like Resident Evil and like a bunch of stuff like that. Um, yeah, so that year, so it was like a bunch of, it was like that, that house, um, you want me to look it up real fast? Dawn, not Dawn, uh, Ash vs. Evil Dead or or something like that, I forget, and they also had, (laughs) they also had, uh, what's it called, uh, Walking Dead, so I was thinking, (laughs) over three, (laughs) so I was thinking, um, like, that year, um, with the IPs, they were really, pushing it that year and obviously they mentioned that that was the year that they had the most attendance ever 
but also I was thinking of how like Nick was just joking of like how kind of I was joking <laughs> was was eh, how bad that year was, was dead ass <laughs> right 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 so I don't know I was thinking about that like I think you need a decent portion um first I'll say like four nights and then I was like park wise but um horror nights i think you need a good half and half i think that's where they really excel because originality especially in the houses is like something that they really excel in and most of the time those houses really work unless it's like really bad because i think with the ip houses they have a huge expectation you know and they got to really base it off of somebody else's ideas to not mess it up and from that they can't really um go like go around it and they also have to worry about having a good scare factor in the house which isn't the easiest to do so that's my thing with that regarding parks um i think i don't know it's a tough call because i think now they have a lot of ips that are are in the parks where i think the only way to do them in the future is to really knock it out the park because if for example fast and the furious they had a really good um ip and something that was a really good brand for universal and they just totally dropped the ball on that but i think if they had something that wasn't it's actually pretty similar to the horror nights uh theory where i think is because they have a brand that they have to follow and kind of really make it like worth it you know Whereas something that's original, they really base it off of an idea or kind of it's their own thing. So they could really use it like however they want to. So from that, uh, I would say 60% would be originality and 40% IP. Okay, that's very fair. Kyle? Yeah, I mean, I agree with Nolan. I mean, on a couple of counts. Um, the cop-out answer for me is that, you know, I think both are necessary, kind of like what Nolan said. Um, I mean, both are, would be great. I mean, you know, taking risks uh, with new properties and also having lands. But I think the main thing that Nolan kind of hit on, and the answer for me would be kind of um, taking risks in the lands. Like, I think that, for me, I like the, the lands the best, especially like, you know, Harry Potter and Star Wars and then Avatar um, like as long as you're taking risks and making, you know, great, um, products, like the, when it's like, I know like it's, you know, commercialized and, you know, we all see that as a bad thing, but like, look at Harry Potter, like when they put their like effort into something and take risks, look like it put everyone in like inside their favorite movies. And, you know, that's something that's, you know, I think is still unparalleled. Like I, I think that Harry Potter is by far the best land out of any of the lands. Um, and then, but, like, also the issue, like, Avatar Land, like, I know no one gives it any, um, you know, no one gives it any shit, but at the same time, they don't really do that much with it. Like, there are a couple rides, and, like, there's a little bit of, like, a, a scenery there, but there's nothing really immersive, like, not in the way that, like, you know, Harry Potter Land is. Um, and so I think that's that's the big thing for me, is just making sure that you, you feel, you know, very immersive, and, uh, you know, you make it, you know, you make it like something that's unique. Um, so that that's what I would say. I agree with the both of you. The 
interesting point that Kyle brought up was taking a risk within the IP. And technically, Nolan brought up the point as well. You are taking a risk within the IP originally because you're basing everything off of what's already familiar. And if you drop the ball, everybody's going to hate you, like what happened with Fast and the Furious, as Nolan stated. So I, I guess the idea stemmed from if I'm sitting on my couch and or even go to the theaters or whatever you want to do, and you watch a Harry Potter film, I just experienced that, and I can leave with that fresh in my mind. And then I can drive three hours just because of where I live and go experience it again, and it kind of loses its luster in the sense of stimulation because I'm familiar with the shapes of the buildings. Like It's cool to see it in like a 3D form and actually be able to interact with it, but then again, I'm super familiar with what I'm seeing. So if somebody took a risk and you've seen something – like Avatar was, was, I guess, pretty cool. But if they come out with a piece of technology or a land that has never been seen before, it's a, a land that you're not even familiar with. It looks like another planet. It's just crazy. There's creepy sounds. There's like <laughs> characters that are brand new. Like people are super stimulated because they've never seen or interacted with that outside of the theme park. So you're, you're offering people something that you can only get within the theme park. You leave the theme park, you can't watch it on TV. You can't read it in a book. You're getting it right there and right there only. And I understand that the big properties, they bring people in because they want to see what you know they've experienced outside. But when you're giving people something they can only get inside, I think that's super special. So I, that, that was kind of like what triggered the thought. Anyway, I'm just going on a tangent now. But uh, good answers, boys. I appreciate, I appreciate that. Thanks. Yeah. No, I you... thought yours was good too. And what you mentioned kind of brought up something with the um, – I remember I think one thing I do like with IPs, I think a LAN you need is a lot better for me with IPs um, rather than a ride. Meaning because – the oh, meaning like, like you I, would rather experience Harry Potter than just ride uh, yeah, for the journey? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because it's like way bigger. You know, it's like you're actually in there in a sense. Like obviously ride feel the same way, but – like I just, I just thought of like Diagon Alley, you know, where you're just like immersed in to actually being there, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just kind of wild to actually see it is one thing, but actually being there is just like wicked. And I feel like people with Star Wars felt the same way, but that's like not actually real. But <laughs> well, it, interesting you said Star Wars. I'm gonna bring this up real fast because uh, Kyle, I want you first, and then Nolan chime in after. So they took a risk with Galaxy's Edge bringing in a new quote-unquote planet or experience with Batu. I, th- I think it was called Batu, right, Kyle? Yeah, I All right, think you're right. That? All right, so they, they, I think they were thinking about Tatooine and like familiar planets, but they decided to do something brand new. Now, Kyle, since you had never seen that before and when you experienced it, do you think your experience changed at all because you had never seen it before outside of the theme park? Or do you feel like it was it was sort of similar to seeing Harry Potter in person? To be honest, I mean, it was different for me. It was it was worse, and like that was one of my main critiques um, versus ha- like versus Harry Potter because look, the like as cool as it would be, you know, to see something new, like we, you know, the people that that love it and go because you know we're such huge fans, we want to experience things that are in the movie and that we've seen on the screen that we're you know kind of dreaming of being there. Um, so for me, like. I was really disappointed that they didn't have, you know, like Tatooine or things that were familiar to the movies uh, in that regard. Um, so, like, I think that's that hurts it because Harry Potter, like, it puts you in the middle of, like, the movies. 
And so that that was my big critique for Star Wars. Again, it was really great, and like I loved the the land, but it you know it wasn't Harry Potter because of that reason. Very very fair answer. Nolan, you want to chime in on what you? I know you haven't experienced it in person, but you want to chime um, in on that in any capacity, or I feel like yeah, just, I I agree with that. Just because I think Star Wars is just so huge of a property, you know, like. That's it's one thing to take a risk where it's like something that's not as big, but Star Wars is like I don't know what's bigger than that, <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's uh, true. And especially with like the new technology and how big they they uh, announced it that was going to happen, you know? Um, I think they should have just stuck with something that was familiar, just because, like Kyle said, like you want to go to something that you've seen before, and in a land especially as big as Disney can pull off, I just I think I, like you look at um, what's it called the uh, Rise of the Resistance ride, like right when you get off the the uh, the plane or whatever the ship, you go into the uh, see the Star Troopers. You know, I just imagine how that would be if it was something familiar in a whole land. You know, so that's what I was thinking. So the one thing that I noticed when I was in Galaxy's Edge, and Kyle, you can correct me if I'm wrong or if you think I'm wrong. Every turn that I made within uh, Batu, I felt like I was looking at another white wall. I didn't really notice much of a change every turn that I made. I kind of felt like it all blended. And I understand you're trying to immerse me into, like, you know, feeling like I'm truly in a seamless world. But when I go into Harry Potter specifically, and I'm only referencing that because it's so good, every turn that I make, there's something new to experience. There's something new to look at. I feel like the, the the carving in the walls is the same. I mean, it, it just kind of blended together to the point where I got bored. I mean, did you feel that at all, or am I just talking Yeah, crazy? no, no, I, I totally understand. Because, look, I mean, the issue with that, that world was that it was a desert, and so, like, it all looked like a desert. And so, like, that, <laughs> so that was true. my main critique with how it looked. You know, it was just, I wish that they would have done more with it. Like, uh, I just or a different world like they could have done a different world that was more like I don't know that had different things going on you know like there's so much of the Star Wars lore to choose from and I just don't think they chose the right one well uh, Nolan you can definitely relate to this and Kyle you'll get to experience it when we go but in Horror Nights when you go through a house and the house starts to have the same scares in the same setting you get bored don't you you start to expect everything and it's no longer like a great house would you agree with that yeah, yeah, especially in some houses, you know, where it's just, like, something that I feel like Walking Dead, you know, like, it was so repetitive after, like, the third time, third year that it, they did it, you know? Like, yeah, the sets right. were really cool, but after a while, it was just, like, I kind of get it. Like, it's the same thing, you know? I kind of feel like it would be the same way for, like, what you guys were talking about. Agreed. So. Like, right. hey, like Nick, have you been to Avatar um, World yet? I have. Like, what do you think about that? Like, you know, did you kind of see what I was saying before? Well, first time I went, I was impressed. I saw it from sundown all the way to uh, at night. So I got to experience, like, the whole bioluminescent shit that they tell you on a YouTube video, which I I was kind of (laughs) underwhelmed by. But it's cool. I mean, it's not like, whoa. But I I get completely what you're saying. Like, in... Like, I'm a big fan of, like, the Avatar movie, and so, like, 
the fe- like I just like it's not like I don't like the movie. It's just I felt like I I, there, I was something was missing. Like there there should have been more. I agree. I mean, the guy who did it, Joe Rohde, he was the guy who was responsible for creating basically all of Animal Kingdom. He's basically helmed as the guy who saved Disney at one point. So I mean, Joe, you kind of fucked up, my guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I don't know. Yeah, it's just I don't know. That's why, real quick to end it, but uh, that's why I think with the new Epic Universe, they got to really knock it out of the park, especially yeah. land wise, because if they, uh, like like what we were talking about last episode, if they uh, decide to knock out, say like Monsters Land, to add to something kind of whatever, you know, just another place that's kind of just like yeah, whatever, and it'll leave, it'll leave like a a sore eye, kind of like what you guys were talking about with the Galaxy's Edge and Avatar. So, and yeah, no one, no. Oh, sorry, Nick can go. No, I was just gonna say they have no space to waste. Go ahead, Kyle. And like, also for the, for Epic Universe, you're gonna have to take like a bus or something to get there. So like, mm. that's that's an incentive. Like, you need people. You need people to want to go so badly, especially after they've been there, you know, before and to go again. Like, that's mm. the whole thing. Yeah, well, we shall see what happens. Uh, definitely intrigued about the possibilities. But uh, as always, uh, thanks for listening. Um, uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter, Instagram, uh, TikTok, at For Your Amusement. Um, you search it, it should show up, or at For Your Amusement Podcast. Um, also, wherever you're listening to us on, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere else, make sure you subscribe, follow And uh, yeah, we'll see you next week. Peace.